Your letters for today, Princess Beatrice. Thank you. Any word from His Majesty the King, by chance? No, ma'am. Not today. Ah, yes. Perhaps... Perhaps tomorrow, then. You may go. Yes, ma'am. Insolent, childish man. Well, then. Finally, some work may be done. Wednesday, the 29th of April, 1857. Till today, I have been prevented from writing in my journal, and I resume it with feelings of the deepest gratitude towards an all-merciful Father in Heaven who has preserved me after becoming a mother once again. I have felt better and stronger this time than I have ever done before. How I thank God for granting us such a dear, pretty girl, my sweet Princess Beatrice. Tis a very fine child. And a girl. She is beautiful. Would you like to hold her, Victoria? I I cannot. Um, not right. Victoria, are you all right? Dr. Clark, come quick. The queen is in need. No, no, I am fine. There is no need to bother the good doctor now that the ordeal is done. Your Majesty, it is my joy to serve and my duty to see to your needs. Yes, so I have been so dutifully told time and time again. I am... I am quite fine. Quite exhausted, but quite fine. I hope you would not find me too presuming, ma'am, as to offer a professional observation. No, of course not. Dr. Clark, please. Well, I... <clears throat> this delivery was not so smooth as one might wish. Yes, as it so happens, Doctor, I was in attendance and perfectly aware of the turbulent nature. I shall attempt a better execution next time. Well, th this is where my professional observation comes in, Mum. After the complications with the lovely and healthy Princess Beatrice and the continuing health concerns of His Royal Highness, Prince Leopold, I would suggest... Well, perhaps, ma'am, it would be wise for there not to be a next time. What are you saying, Dr. Clark? I am saying, Mum... That nine children is a good few to carry, and you are not as young as you once were. Oh, wonderful. I am old and broken. I might as well be dead. Victoria, I think what Dr. Clark is trying to say is... Thank you, gentlemen, for your observations, both professional and amateur. You may both go. Of course, Mum. Victoria. Albert. Why are you angry? I am not angry. I am... Well, I suppose I am just as the doctor says. I am broken. No, meine Liebe, you are no such thing. But you are fighting so hard when and you should be... And how can I not? I can barely stand, much less walk. I spend most of my days being pushed around in a chair like a babe in its pram. I am not half the woman I want to be, and I am not at all the woman I should be. It is a wholly heartbreaking state to be suffering in, and wholly right to fight against it. Yet I do pray, Victoria, that you do not believe you are suffering alone. No. I know there is you. There is always you. Let us speak of something better. Something that is not me. How are the children? Happy, healthy. Even Leopold? There was almost an incident a few days past. An incident? A small fall, but no damage, no bleeding. Well, thank God for that. And my ministers, they are keeping you up to date. You are properly informed of... I'm up to date. I am taking action. Everything is running smoothly. There's nothing you need to... 
Victoria. Yes? You're crying. And who would not when they feel they have no more use? Oh, dearest diary, I am amply rewarded and have forgotten all I have gone through. My beloved Albert's love and devotion and the way he helps me in so many little ways is unbounding. Mr. Williams. Yes, Princess Beatrice. Will you have my carriage called for me? I do believe it is time I pay my dear brother a visit. Good morning, Your Majesty. Morning. How did you sleep, Your Majesty? Quite well, thank you. May I get you anything, Your Majesty? Just my box, if you please. At once, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. It is our pleasure, Your Majesty. After years of condescension and some misplaced apprehension, the nation finally seems to be at peace with my ascension. No hope to match the glory of their perfect Queen Victoria. Yet the people sing, God save the King. Your Majesty, the Conservatives in the House of Lords appear to be resisting the people's budget. Well then, Prime Minister, I think you ought to tell the Conservatives in the House of Lords that such a refusal to pass a democratically penned piece of legislation is not likely to favour them with their king. Make that especially clear to Lord Lansdowne. As you wish, sir. With focused concentration and a useful delegation, the press seem quite impressed indeed with my administration. Once little Dalit Bertie boy, now Edward England's pride and joy. I now rule supreme, the bells of London ring. Oh, hear the people sing. God save the... Royal Highness Princess Beatrice to see you, sir. Excuse me? I hope my presence is not an insurmountable inconvenience to you, Your Majesty. Well, look at that. Beatrice at Buckingham and with such a cheery disposition. What a nice change. So, is this what makes you feel like a king? What exactly are we referring? You have not come to see me in weeks. And this is a fact that hasn't pleased you immeasurably? Do not pretend you have done it out of anything but spite and cruelty. <laughs> Though it may be hard to believe, Beatrice, not every choice I make is to spite you. And on some occasions, I am genuinely occupied by my role as King of the British Empire. And what care have you why I have done it? You have made it perfectly clear that my presence was a nuisance and of the most insufferable nature. This is just another game of yours. Another attempt to punish me for my work. How is it a game if I'm not there to play? <laughs> I promise you, there is no ploy. There is no plot. I am merely attempting to get on with my life and allow you to get on with yours. And if I do not believe that for even a moment? Then don't. I cannot express how deeply your view of me and my nature does not matter to my self-worth in the slightest. Just as you have made it perfectly clear that you and your work will continue whether I am outraged or mortified or deeply hurt, I will continue to live and rule whether you think I am an ass or not. You think me as cruel as you? No, Beatrice. I do not think about you at all. Bertie, if you have been so hurt by our family, allow me to help you heal. I can show you that things were not oh, so... Oh, Beatrice, how can you not be able to comprehend this? 
All that will happen in your hapless attempt to sell me on mother's perfect construction of her life is that I will inevitably reveal to you how utterly false and fabricated it was. But I promise, what you remember, that's not how it was. It's not how it was for you, Beatrice. The baby, the perfect princess, the queen's little companion. You were her show dog and you were treated with the luxury and infancy of such. I was the person who killed her husband and I was hated with all the vigour owed of my crime. Patty, what are you talking about? Papa died at Windsor. You were not even there. And he had been ill for a very long time. But he got worse when he came to see me. Came to reprimand me for... the foolish actions of a child. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, heavens above, Albert! Victoria, what is wrong? Are you all right? It is not what is wrong with me, but what is wrong with our son. The front of the times, Albert. A woman of the night wades in with the Prince of Wales. You cannot be serious. I am quite serious, Albert. Our son has had a prostitute in his bed, and now all the world knows about it. Damn it, Bertie. What is he thinking? I must go to him. Victoria, you are in no state. And yet I must go. Our son is ripping down the veil of decency, and someone must put it back up again. Yet, if someone must go, let it be me. But you are already doing so much, and I so little. But if I must hold the world on my shoulders so that you may carry nothing, I am pleased to do so. Albert. Yes, meine Liebe. Why did I once think I could do it alone? Because once you did. But you need not be burdened so any longer. I will return from Cambridge as soon as all is right with Bertie. Mother was feeble, but father was no better. Yet he tracked his way to me through the rain and through the mud and over half of England, just so I might know all that I had done wrong. Where is the Prince of Wales? In the parlour, your royal highness, just this way. Father, what are you doing here at Maddingley? I am here for you. Do you know what damage you have caused? Oh, you are talking about what happened in Ireland. I am talking about the prostitute, Bertie, that the Prince of Wales had brought to his bed. Oh, it was not my doing, Father. Some of the other soldiers... I do not care whose doing it was. It is you who allowed it to happen. You who made them think that such a thing was acceptable. And when exactly did I become responsible for the morality of all the royal army? You became responsible for Britain's morality when you were crowned Prince of Wales. Oh, well, that rather sounds like your mistake then, trusting the integrity of a nation's rectitude to an infant. No wonder I never got it right. I was apparently supposed to be learning from myself. It is I you should have learned from, Bertie, and I who have modelled it well. I cannot understand where it was we went wrong with you. We gave you everything, every opportunity to succeed, and at every turn, you spit in our faces. Not only your mothers and I, but all the nation. Oh, now I am certainly confused. Am I supposed to be teaching the country morality, or they me? Bertie, this is serious. You have hurt your mother. You have hurt your country. You have hurt me. Oh, God forbid. Do you not know you should be ashamed? Oh, you want penitence. You want me to grovel for forgiveness? I want an explanation. On that, I am happy to oblige. What chance do I stand 
with a shadow like her to fight and a father like you and a whole nation too who doesn't believe that I can do all that I've been raised up to and now when I can't you're repulsed by the man that I am I'll be ashamed but she's to blame for I am what I am because she is who she My title tells you every tale of all that I should be, but what I am is a child without childhood, and you who never understood I couldn't be your perfect prince, you set me up to fail. Are you ashamed of what I became? For I am what I am because you are who you are. I know you'd be a far better king, but the crown is mine to fall in line and bow. Every day I fight and try, but I can't live until she dies Standing in the wings and wait Trying to accept my fate What am I supposed to be Beyond the key to sovereignty What more can I hope to give When I'm not allowed to live Stop, that is enough Bertie Oh wonderful, finally I am enough You'll gather your things and you'll come home And you will apologize for your heinous actions to your mother and myself what good is an apology for me when you find my character reprehensible and my nature abhorrent? I am leaving in an hour's time, with or without you, Bertie. Then I suppose you should be leaving me and my shame here. Stop, Bertie! Please! I did stop, Beatrice. I left you to your business under the orders of your queen. You are the one who came back. Something inside of you must want to hear this. Something inside of you must know this is true. No! You were wrong! What chance did I stand With a shadow like hers to feel And a sister like you And a whole nation too Who didn't believe that I could do All that I've been raised up to and then when I can, you're amazed by the man that I am. Oh, be ashamed. I... I should not have come. But you came anyway. 
If you will excuse me, your majesty. Audrina, come quickly. Mama, what has happened? It is your little Leopold. Has he been hurt? Dr. Clark is with him now. Oh God, have mercy on him. Dr. Clark, tell me of Leopold. He had a fall, Mom, down the steps earlier today. We are attempting to get the bleeding under control now. May I see him? If you might wait a few moments, ma'am. Dr. Royal is finishing with him now. You should not see him in this state. Dr. Clark, is he going to... He's so little in his diseases. I should not wish to give your majesty either false hope or exaggerated fear. Hemophilia is a frightening thing, especially when it is a rambunctious boy of only eight you are trying to keep safe. But it was not a fall so bad as it might have been. Yet the fall not be bad to be deadly. Is that not right? Is that not what you said? Mom, I... Drina, Dr. Royal has finished and Leopold is asking to see you. Go to him, Mom. If he is strong enough to call for you, there is hope yet. Thank you, Dr. Clark. Mama. My poor little Leopold, what has happened to you? I fell. Because you were being foolish? No, I was... I was just playing. You were running. Well, Alfred and Arthur were playing soldiers, and I was the enemy chasing them on the front lines, and... Arthur and Alfred are not like you, Leopold. I know, but we were having fun, and I was trying to be careful. Oh, Leopold, but you were not being careful enough. I'm sorry, Mama. I just wanted to play with them. Oh, little one. Arthur and Alfred may play at being soldiers because they do not face the real danger you do every day. You must be a real soldier for Mama, brave and noble, and you must always follow orders. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. They say it will probably be weeks before I may walk again. All right. Well, we will use those weeks well then to rest, and Papa will surely want to study with you, and... When Arthur and Alfred fall, they just get back up again. Yes. Why can't I do that? I... I do not know. It is not fair. None of it. I cannot play, I cannot run, I cannot be like a real boy at all. I am broken and I am useless. Leopold, do not say that. You know it is not true. How is it not true? Just look at me. Oh, Leopold. You must. 
just be gentle For you are fragile Though I know it's never been quite how you feel You must be careful You must be agile You must be perfect and unreal I must be tempered And you must follow Never straying from the path that has been laid Though it seems pointless And it seems hollow This is what providence has made And who cares if you're not What they want down deep inside All the things that they want Are easy to devise Do not think that this life Is one where you may thrive But instead It's a life That you're just meant to And we are fractured And we are half the souls our hearts so long to be Oh, we are falling, but we are fighting Just to dream we could be Poor dearest Leopold languished there for some time, resentful of his fate, and I sat with him, being only able to offer him complete understanding. Oh, that we might be exactly who we are. I am sorry to interrupt, Princess Beatrice, but His Majesty the King is here to see you. Truly? Yes, ma'am. Uh, quickly, then let him in. Your Majesty? Beatrice, please. I wanted to come. I needed to come because... What I said, it was very cruel. But you were right. Oh? <laughs> How unlike me. 
I know it wasn't perfect. Her life was not all that she wanted it to be, and I have no doubt that yours was was not at all what it should have been. And as for Papa, well, I know you knew Father as a man and not just a memory. I suppose I thought I could. I mean, with what little I did know, I thought I would be able to... Do I stop? Does my answer have any sway over your decision? Is it wrong to want to make people believe your life was not as ugly as it was? To ask them to simply look at the beautiful moments alone? I do not believe it is wrong to want that. And I suppose, all in all, it was not all bad. Not all the time. And if they really are still her words, then I suppose it is still her life. Our life. Is it all so tinted and grey for you, Bertie? Is there no goodness left? Perhaps not. Perhaps if we look hard enough, through the ages and through all her pages, I might manage to find a moment or two worth remembering. Might I? Read them, her diaries, for just a little while. Of course. Please. Today, as I worked, I heard from down the hall the sweetest music, as my dearest Albert taught the children how to play. Louise says we are too stupid for the piano. <laughs> it sounds like she is right. Felt that it was not very nice of Louise. And you two are most certainly not stupid. You just need patience. Mama says I have no patience. Or aptitude, or sense, or... All things can be done in time, Kinder. We must start simply and slowly. Schwimmen auf dem See, schwimmen auf dem See, Kopfchen in das Wasser, Schwänchen in die Hur. Alle meine Ähnchen schwimmen auf dem See, schwimmen auf dem See, Kopfchen in das Wasser, Schwänzen in der Hur. Alle meine Täubchen guchen auf dem Dach, guchen auf dem Dach, Frieden in die Luft. Fliegen alle nach, alle meine Hunde scheren in dem Straf. Wachen durch den Grund, feiden sie ein Kornchen, suchen in dem Tumpel. Blieb bei mir. Papa, why have you stopped playing? Oh, it is no matter. But I think you may need to continue without me. You're playing, it is beautiful. Father, are you certain you're all right? Yes. Keep practicing. I think I may just need a little rest. I have been run quite ragged lately. But, Papa, wait. You are doing very well, Beatrice. Just keep at it. Bertie will help you. He has had many lessons. Go. What am I supposed to do 
without you. Please, you cannot leave. Leave she you must do this on your own. Beatrice, there is something you should know. Bertie, is something the matter? I do fear that I do not have the same iron heart as our mother. Oh, do not say that about yourself. Beatrice, I did not just stop coming because I was angry. I did not have the strength. I am... Beatrice, I can feel myself going. What do you mean, going? You are just tired, that's all. You are king. Such business is exhausting work. I am certain... No, Beatrice. This has been a long time coming, and a long time kept silent. And, well, it hasn't been only you I have been fighting these past years. No. No, you cannot be dying. You are still young enough. (laughs) Young enough, perhaps. But not strong enough. I suppose I finally took after Papa in some way. I find I cannot even focus straight to read any longer. Might you continue? Just a few pages more. Of course. Thirteenth of December, eighteen sixty one. Who will I be when Albert's gone? Wrong. The vow we made was 
Stopped reading. Please, please keep going. That is all for this journal. She wrote no more all the year. Ah, I see. I can go and gather the next one. If you'd like to read more, I can. No, it is all right. It really is no trouble, Bertie. I. Beatrice. Yes. Let us not fight. Any longer. Very well. When I am gone soon, what will you remember? Will you rewrite me as you rewrote her? Will there be victory next to the slander? I promise to remember you as you Children of gold gathered here today. Let us lay now to rest on this, the 6th of May, 1910. His Majesty the King Edward VII. May God have mercy on his soul and his hand upon our King George V, who shall now follow in his place. I pray now the people of the British Empire say with all their heart, may God rest the King. Wrong and right Sometimes as morning And sometimes as night No one is something For all of their life So what do you say When they leave you behind? What do I do? Turn them and lay them. 
him to rest Do I hide away all the grit and the glamour And say not a word to then pray for the best How can I say that I know what is true and the truth is not what I tell Guarding the past may be guarding the heart But damning the future as well Moments and names and a life up in flames By the hand of my pen in my heart If I shouldn't finish this horrible business Then why would she ask me to start? I cannot stop what she begged me to finish I won't abandon what she begged me to do I'll rewrite the story They'll do it for you No one is something for all of their life The past is the future's to write Dear listener, Thank you for enjoying Season 1 of With Love, Victoria. With Love, Victoria was a ticking clock theater production and featured the vocal talent of Kayla Hendry as Queen Victoria, Grace Velasco as Princess Beatrice, Connor Delves as Bertie, King Edward VII, Colton Avery Fife as Prince Albert, Emily Song Tyler as the Duchess of Kent and Princess Vicky, Seth Hatch as Sir John Conroy and Prince Leopold, Jonathan Coberta as Lord Melbourne, Connor Scott as John Brown, Benji Sills as Dr. Clark, and featured the additional voice talent of Rory Dunn, Roger Dolly, Christopher Prassy, and Tim Chapman. If you would like to keep up to date with With Love Victoria, you can follow us on Instagram at With Love Victoria Musical or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ticking Clock Theater. We hope you enjoyed listening to Season 1 as much as we enjoyed making it, and invite you to join us again in the future for Season 2. With much love, the cast and crew of With Love, Victoria.